Hi, welcome to the Birkbeck Futures Ability Podcast. My name is Anna and I'm a career coach with Birkbeck Futures. Today, as my guest, I have Heidi Elise Mulgrew, recent graduate from the Birkbeck University and Central St. Martin's MBA programme and founder of the Professional Dyslexic Talent Network. Heidi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, Heidi, and how did you get into the career that you're in? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I grew up in the West Midlands. I actually went to drama school when I was 18 years old and, and moved down to London. I didn't actually stay there very long for, for various different reasons, but I was actually really lucky to then get some professional contracts. So my initial kind of professional career was as a professional singer and dancer, um, and I worked on cruise ships, I worked with bands, worked on some TV spots as well. So I, I kind of divide my professional career, actually, into kind of chapters, I guess. Um, I feel that that was kind of chapter one, which was kind of my professional singing and dancing career. If we go on to chapter two, this is where I, uh, I went to university, um, and I actually studied as a mature student, and I got a BA Honours in Design Studies. And then after that, I did kind of various different design roles um, and also worked in marketing agencies as well, account handling roles there. That's kind of mm-hmm. my chapter two, really. And then chapter three, I'll kind of look at that as kind of where I moved into roles which were um, very much more project based um, and roles across different areas. And uh, one of the areas actually that I focused on for quite a few years was developing people. So within learning and development, and then kind of moved into engagement and innovation, which is kind of where I am at this precise moment in time. And this is around kind of designing internal operating systems and also collaborating externally as well to design uh, user-centered solutions to drive change. And as uh, as you just mentioned when you introduced me, I've, I've just graduated from the MBA programme. And so I feel like I'm all just about to go into chapter four, um, ah. which is hopefully going to be really exciting. So, you know, I, I still want to continue uh, working for a business, uh, driving innovation and, and driving change and, you know, designing solutions, but also um, setting up a new network. So the Professional Dyslexic Talent Network, which is actually mm-hmm. a result of my final life project of my MBA. So I feel mm. like this is the next exciting chapter and I guess it's kind of it's kind of brought me full circle really so um to cut a long story short I guess I've always been rather creative as an individual Mm -hmm. I have a passion for design whether that be with brands or business solutions to drive change Um, I love the performing arts and I still do a lot of that in my spare time Um, and I'm really proud to be dyslexic as well That sounds like an absolutely fascinating career story. Um, And it definitely comes through the the creative aspect of who you are. So what makes you feel inspired or like your best self, Heidi? Oh, crumbs. I think the whole, (laughs) excuse me, I think the whole planet inspires me, to be honest. (laughs) Um, I mean, nature never ceases to amaze me. I mean, look Mm -hmm. at the way our wildlife has kind of sprung back into action, especially during the COVID-19 lockdown period. That's been something that's that's really inspired me and, and captured my imagination. 
But people in general just inspire me. I, I love meeting new people. I love to understand their perspectives. Um, I love learning from others. I guess that's probably why I enjoy working on, you know, projects that involve finding the best solution for people, doing that through conversation and collaboration, really. I kind of almost see that it's slightly a little bit like acting a role. So you're kind of getting yourself into someone else's shoes to truly understand what's going to help them the most. And I also get energised by helping others, actually, helping them to be the best that they can be. And everyone has different talents. Um, yes. And helping develop them and, and motivating others to achieve success is an absolute joy and honour to be part of. So developing others is is something that, that's close to your heart. Is, is that why you um, founded the Professional Dyslexic Talent Network? One of the reasons, um, mm. because through my research, I discovered that there was nothing available to dyslexic individuals that were working within a professional environment uh, where they could network together and also mm. to enhance their abilities. Um, we know that dyslexic individuals have lots of fantastic abilities. Um, so to really focus on in, enhancing those really. But mm. also just as, as a leader, you know, working as a, as a line manager as well, to be part of helping to develop others. You know, I think uh, when you get that opportunity within your career, um, you know, to be part of that is, is an honour because it's, it's, it's a big part of someone's life. And that's that's part of your your leadership, your signature kind of le leadership style, uh, really wanting to develop others. And, and, and yes, no, definitely. I think yeah. I absolutely, um, you know, when I have uh, team members, and then you work with them on their abilities um, and to discover new ones as well, um, and then you can get them to a point and then help them to be promoted and help them to further themselves in their in their career. Um, you know mm. and you know, to really see people getting energised. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, I have to say, a good a good day for me in the office is actually walking out of the office and thinking that everybody knows exactly what direction they're heading in um, and everyone feels really motivated and ready to take on the next day, regardless of the challenges that you're facing um, mm. and regardless of some of the big decisions that need to be made. But that, that's, that's a really good day for me. That sounds like a marvellous uh, working environment to be in. <laughs> Heidi, <laughs> if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her to help her overcome some of the barriers that you faced? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God, there's so much I would tell my 18-year-old self just in general, I think. Um, <laughs> I think that's a whole different podcast, though, Anna. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's also actually quite a tough question to answer, really, because, um, I mean, the world has changed so much, and especially in the mm. workplace. I mean, you know, when I was um, 18 years old, we still had floppy disks, um, faxes and cassettes. So, and you know, and our world as well has been so accelerated. You know, the rate of change has increased so much um, during this COVID-19 pandemic as well. So it's actually quite a tough one to answer, but I guess kind of really drilling down in, into it, I guess, I mean, I don't know, I've got a kind of a personal analysis going on, on in my head when you look at the economy mm -hmm. and the technology, um, workplace culture, you know, the step change that companies are trying to, you know, where they're trying to focus on their inclusion and diversity strategies, which we have a mountain mm -hmm. to climb. Um, but I think probably one thing I would say to myself is actually to tell my employer about my dyslexia. Mm -hmm. I kept it to myself 
for, for years within the professional environment. Sometimes I got a little bit caught out, to be honest. And that then created probably tougher conversations than if I'd have had those open and honest conversations at the start um, mm-hmm. of, of working um, for, for different companies. So the, the company I currently work for is the only company that I've openly disclosed my dyslexia to at the beginning. Um, and I'm now in my 40s. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, but by um, disclosing your dyslexia to your employer um, or, or your line manager, it means that that then gives the um, gives the business an opportunity to to help you and to help you thrive in the working environment as well, and also to understand how to get the best out of you as a, as an individual. Exactly. Um, so to start those conversations is really important. Um, mm. But also, as I think I think the stat is that seventy five percent of dyslexic employees do not tell their employer, um, and where there is a huge job to be done on building awareness. I think we might need to own it a little bit more. So I think, you know, let's embrace it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's what makes it, makes you you. Um, it makes you unique. It makes you brilliant. So, yeah, so I, I, I would probably tell, I would have told all of my employers um, about my dyslexia. And in actual fact, when I was doing my, uh, my final project, yeah. um, you know, companies don't have the data they need. Um, to be able to um, help them sometimes to create and craft their inclusion and diversity agendas. And one of the reasons there is that, you know, they just, you know, when I did my interviews um, through my research, 83% of the companies that I interviewed hadn't got data beyond gender and pay. Um, So I think we also, you know, need to help businesses to, to build this picture so that they can build a better culture. How do you see your organisation, your network, the Professional Dyslexic Talent Network, um, fitting into this process? I mean, it's one of the reasons why I set it up, um, to be honest, um, because there's um, you look at the, the network itself can help companies and individuals. So it's, it's, it's for both. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a lot of, you know, we need to build a lot of awareness about neurodiversity in general. And there are some fantastic companies out there, you know, um, tr- you know, helping to do this. But with companies particularly, it's kind of more around um, helping them understand how neurodivergent individuals can really help their uh, workforce flourish or the hidden talent abilities that, that people have and helping them to discover their, their hidden talent as well within mm. their actual um, company, you know, a lot of, you know, there, there is a, a huge shortage on certain skills. And in actual fact, you don't necessarily always have to go out of the building to find that talent. You can look inside your building to find that talent. Um, so it really mm. is to help employers do that, really. Um, and then also to help individuals as well to enhance their abilities. So there's a, a whole untapped talent pool out there that employers don't realise they have. That's my belief. <laughs> Yeah, especially because percent of us are not disclosing, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, our our, uh, our dyslexia. Mm. What is one common myth about dyslexia that you want to debunk, Katie? Do you know? I think there's lots of common myths. Actually, um, it's it's uh, it's an interesting questions, and I've got so many stories as well that I could probably tell to to reflect that. So, um, mm-hmm. I guess if you don't mind, I'd probably like to flip that question a little bit. Um, yes. And I, I think it's probably more about instead of debunking, because we could be here all day about debunking. Yeah. Um, maybe it's more about, um, you know, just kind of 
making companies more aware in actual fact about um, the superpowers and the super skills, if you prefer, that individuals have. I mean, obviously, everyone is different, but, you know, there's, you know, there's so many people unaware of the fantastic skills that we have. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, yes, um, as I mentioned, everyone's different. But um, if we wanted to kind of generalize things, um, you know, if you're a business and you're looking to have some problems solved, then, hey, guess what? You know, your dyslexic talent can help solve some complex problems, some mm. complex problems. Uh, we've also got visualization skills, leadership skills, written expressions skills. And there's, there's, there's lots, lots more. I don't know if, uh, if your listeners would have heard of the charity made by Dyslexia, but they worked with EY and produced a fantastic report. And I really do encourage people to have a look at this, whether they are business leaders um, or individuals. It's a really, really good read. Um, and extremely interesting because what they did is they mapped the super skills of dyslexic individuals against the mm. World Economic um, Forum's Future of Jobs report. Um, and the findings are just positively brilliant, uh, showing the skills that businesses need for the future and that, you know, and the talent that they need, um, you know, is a real perfect match with some of the dyslexic super skills. Um, so, you know, that, that's where we kind of need to be focusing, actually, on bringing this all mm. to life and, and uh, helping individuals shine and helping businesses um, to find their dyslexic talent. Thanks so much for signposting that report to our listeners, Heidi. It sounds like it's something that, you know, everyone should be reading. Yes, definitely. Um, There's two, actually, um, because they did their original one um, and then they kind of updated it. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's, it's really good and it's very easy to read. It's, 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 um, it's, it's, yeah, it's easy to read. So, Heidi, what is the one interview question you think an employer should ask someone who has shared their disability to set the stage for a relationship based on abilities and openness? Yeah, it's the one interview question. I, I mean, it's, I think it's a difficult one to answer just because everybody's different. Um, so mm-hmm. everybody might need a different question, <laughs> to be honest. That's a really good point. That's a really <laughs> good point. Um, so I guess really, I guess maybe that interview question um, from the employer should just be a very simple question, which is, um, how can I help you to be your very best at work? Um, and, you know, what are the, um, what help do we need to put in place for you? Um, if there's any adjustments uh, that you need, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, how would you like us to kind of really set you off on a really good path with your line manager? Um, it's funny, we kind of go through I feel as a dyslexic individual, I've kind of been on a bit of a train track. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I go, you go through edu- the education system, and that unfortunately, don't get me started on the education system, but is a, a one way train yeah. track, um, you know, regards GCSEs and A levels. Um, and mm-hmm. it's not currently set up for um, individuals um, that are neurodivergent um, and learning mm-hmm. in different ways. So you have to conform to that. And then, obviously, you go into the workplace. Now, obviously, a lot of employers are doing some fantastic work um, with making some adjustments on the interview process. So it's a really, really good starting point. But then once you are in work, you're kind of back onto the train track again sometimes. And it has a lot to do around, you know, some companies are doing some great work around their culture and, you know, with with an open and honest culture. So this is is something that can really help and, and, you know, a really positive um, thing that obviously companies are trying to embrace at the moment. 
but you know as, as an individual you know how do you work and it does it's, do you know what employers should really be asking this to everybody not not just neurodivergent individuals um but how Absolutely. do you find the workplace you know Absolutely. are you yeah and you know even the difference between an introvert and an extrovert you know mm. so you know you know if, if well if we ever go back to working in offices <laughs> um, <laughs> then, you know, um, what does that office space look like for you? So um, for me, and especially as an extrovert, not even, you know, just an just like individual, I guess my communication style is I verbally communicate. You know, there is no point in me sitting behind a desk, writing an email, answering someone's question. If it's going to take me, <clears throat> it's, it's going to be a lot quicker for me to answer that question just by picking up the phone or walking around the office and going to speak to them. Um, mm. Or if I'm maybe next to one of my colleagues and I can have a quick chat to them over the other side of the desk, um, you know. So that for me, I, I like I, I really thrive in a busy office environment. I like to be around lots of people. I love to be around my team, um, so we can just kind of fire things off and ask each other questions quickly. Uh, but uh, but other people, some people would much prefer to be in a quieter area of the office, and that's absolutely mm. fine because that's how it helps them, um, you know, to, to focus on on what they're trying to accomplish. So there is no right and wrong. So, um, but yeah, I just think it's an open or nice question. How can we best help you thrive um, in the workplace? And going back to some of my research and the kind of the, the <laughs> on the train track, so to speak, um, it's really interesting, I think, where even if you're in education and some teachers or tutors will build up a rapport and they will do a lot of work to also help neurodivergent individuals to mm -hmm. succeed by helping them learn in a certain way and by helping them or by even creating a certain kind of way in which the classroom will interact. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And also, as you know, and, and line managers can also do this with, with certain individuals as well. But then as soon mm -hmm. as someone leaves that um, place of education or leaves that mm -hmm. employer, and goes to work somewhere else, they have to start all over again. <laughs> and that to yeah. me feels a little bit slightly bonkers. So um, mm -hmm. one of the um, services that the Professional Dyslexic Talent Network um, offers is actually for individuals to kind of um, almost have a little bit of a handover pack almost. So it's, mm. you know, it's, it's something that they can give to their employer when they move into a new job. Um, and say, actually, look, yes, I, I know there are certain um, papers that people can fill out that says, you know, if, if you need um, kind of like two screens, for example, or certain software yeah. on your computer. But there's nothing about how to work with me best as an individual, you know, as, as a line manager, how to get the best out of me. Um, mm -hmm. So it kind of like sets out those parameters so that everyone's kind of starting off from a slightly better place and you can accelerate that relationship a lot quicker and hopefully accelerate that individual's experience um, within that working environment a lot quicker because you're, you're starting off of a place um, where that individual has already learnt um, and rather than starting from square one really. Sounds like an absolutely fantastic idea, Heidi. And I, I do agree. I think employers are striving to become more diverse and inclusive. And um, and that question is a question that they should be asking all candidates. You know, how can I help you be successful in, in this organisation? Um, so, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, Heidi, what are you curious about right now? Oh, everything. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I am Susie. That is a very simple answer. Everything. Um, mm. I'm just constantly curious, and um, yeah, I mean, even you know, I guess going back to to the things that inspire me and energize me around people and, and, and nature and just the world around you. Um, mm -hmm. Constantly curious. I guess if I had to really, really drill it down, given where we are, unfortunately, with the COVID nineteen pandemic. I think that it's going to be really interesting, our new normal. We're starting to go into our new normal. Um, mm -hmm. We've got no idea what's coming down the track. And I think it's going to be very interesting to understand how businesses are going to operate. And, um, you know, businesses are going to have to make tougher decisions, um, going to have to make smarter decisions. Um, mm -hmm. and, going to, and, and those, those problem-solving skills are going to be needed a lot more right now. So I guess I'd really encourage companies to go and find their dyslexic hidden talent <laughs> because <laughs> if there was a time um, where you where you needed us, um, it, it's 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 really now um, and and moving into the future because it's a very different future. But it's it's I think I think there will be some huge positives as well. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it's going to be a, it's going to it's going to be tough. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, how businesses survive and thrive in the new kind of uh, turbulence ahead. I absolutely agree that um, the ability to problem solve and to thrive in change and manage change um, is going to be something that uh, is going to be important in this new normal, whatever that's going to look like. <laughs> All the new Heidi. normal beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi, is there anything you would like to add before we finish our podcast interview? Um, not really. Um, I think there's probably, um, I'll probably just leave with a quote, actually. Um, Lovely. For those that um, might be a, a fan of, uh, well, I am, of Daniel Pink. And mm -hmm. um, in his book, um, he's, uh, there's a quote here, actually, which I, I always remind myself of. And this isn't necessarily mm -hmm. around people who are neurodivergent, um, it's actually around uh, cognitive diversity. But mm -hmm. the quote is, the future belongs to a very different kind of person with a very different type of mind. So I think, you know, that I find is a, a great inspirational quote. And uh, it's a license to, to go out there and make the future yours um, and to own it. Um, so I would really encourage um, all dyslexic individuals that, you know, the future is actually our time to shine. So go and embrace it. Thank you for being so inspirational, Heidi, and for sharing um, your experience and, and, and your philosophy um, about life with us. Um, it's been absolutely wonderful having you as my guest. Thank you for having me. Thank you me. so it's much. A, it's You're... an honour. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.